0: I wanted to talk a little bit about the community and certainly when i recorded short funks the i don't know elderly somewhat crotchety grandfather of this podcast when i recorded short funks the short funks that i recorded about the community were some of the most polarizing of my recordings it's interesting actually even talking about the community because when i recorded on it people stopped listening based on these recordings I live in what would normally be called a gentrifying or transitional area and fundamentally I chose to live here because the houses were of a price where we could easily afford them and also do things like travel internationally and a wide variety of other things that we do. The hope was obviously that we would see some of the benefits of gentrification and truth be told our house has doubled in price in the past 3 years. Or what I what what one calls value? I don't know what one calls it. Anyway, the money that we put in, if we were to sell today nominally, perhaps, would be double what we paid for it, which is pretty extraordinary in terms of a variety of factors. But I need to put that caveat out there. Let's start with the good. The bad is that we live in an area where the largest or historically, I don't know if it'll be this election, which is funnily enough happening this year. But historically, the largest influence in our area has been associated with people who have lived here for multiple generations and don't want things to change. And the way in which they don't get things to change is they elect officials that do absolutely nothing And in fact, cut basic services to the area so the area maintains a disproportionately low standard compared to the rest of the Bay Area. Particularly associated with policing, but also just associated with basic services. I mean, it really is very extraordinary how little is done for this area and how it's intentionally done by elected officials. And when I first moved here, I thought, oh, this is going to be interesting. I'll join the local community organisation. And this is what caused people to turn off. I will start by saying I no longer belong to this organisation. It's not that I resigned my position. I just didn't seek re-election for any position on what is loosely called the Neighbourhood Action Committee Board. But what I also found through this was that every member, bar perhaps one other, were all tightly aligned with the local politician who did absolutely nothing. I mean, he still does absolutely nothing, even in election year. And what I found very extraordinary was very basic issues, like, for example, a sign on the street that I live on that's going to go up and say, you know, you're now entering our area, which is called Spartan Keys." Because people drive this road, the road that I live on, at speed, we're talking sometimes in the order of 50-plus miles per hour, which in a residential area is very, very curious, I asked if the please slow down could be added to... The Spartan Keys sign. Please slow down. Please slow down. Just that. And the remainder of the board, politically affiliated as they are, didn't want to do that. I live on a truck route, a cement truck route that drops, well, in the order of millimetres of cement dust a week on our house. It's quite extraordinary. No interest from the board to do that. We have a gang house, quite a substantial and well-known gang house that has become internationally famous, as I would like to point out, because when the DEA raided them, aside from a local San Jose police officer who is still working for the San Jose Police Department, he was uh, found to be providing the gang house with information so they could deal out beatings and various other things in the community. Anyway, this gang house for every other offence that had in the community, became famous because in the basement there was an alligator. And obviously they used the alligator in order to terrorise people. This is still an operating gang house. Between the police department, which clearly has its reasons for maintaining these gang houses, and when you talk to them about why they maintain the gang houses, you get very strange answers which are indicative of institutional corruption. If you watch The Sopranos, these kind of shows, you realise that actually this way of saying these things is so curious in any real setting. So literally five houses down, the alligator house. No interest in doing this. In fact, the president of the community organisation, one of the final things before I left, said to me that I should contact the owners of the house, who are the gang. (laughs) Write to them. And explain to them who I am so the gang can target me specifically. This was the quality of advice that I received in my process of leaving the local neighbourhood organisation. If there was an independent organisation that wasn't attached to the local politician, the anger and concern that this community has could actually reach a means of dealing with it. But as it is in this election year, I decided not only to not participate anymore, but really, really remove myself from mailing lists and things like this. Put myself in a position where I am in no way attached to anything going on with this stuff. And what I find particularly curious is we are beholden to whether the local party machine will run any independent candidates, or if there will be independent candidates, or if the other party, which here is the Republicans, ladies and gentlemen, will run any other candidates. You start to wonder, particularly, there's this curious political narrative in the US that the Democrats are better than the Republicans that you encounter with some people. And they repeat this thing so many times that you start to wonder, what's the basis for this thing, right? You live in an area which is institutionally corrupt. Mm, Two years ago, I organised a meeting that the mayor attended and our local council member and the police captain in the area. And the police captain said out loud, to an audience of about 80 people, do not bother calling 911 unless you're being murdered because we will not come out. That is the embodiment of the level of institutional corruption that I have experienced in the city of San Jose. The alligator house, the nonsense associated with the police officer assisting the alligator house gang, all these other things. There are in the order of seven other gang houses with different gang affiliations in our neighbourhood that are being maintained by the San Jose police in one form or another. Seeing this level of institutional corruption, seeing this level of, like, how on earth can this happen in this day and age? They take federal money and state money in order to enforce a variety of things, and then mysteriously, I guess they're taking gang money as well, right? I mean, it makes no sense. Well, we can't target gang houses because they own the properties. That's the line you get. That is the level of institutional corruption. So they put up (laughs) statues for policemen, these kind of things in this area. Not statues for kill home occupants or anything like that. In the year that the two brothers were killed that I called the thing and... uh, I mean, other people were involved in the community as well, but the people that were missing were associated with our local council member and, to a lesser extent, the mayor's office associated with organizing this thing. Anyway, in that year, within a mile radius of our house, 15 people were murdered with guns, within a mile radius of our house. And in this experience, the city and our local council member did not take any federal funding for this thing, which is unbelievably curious in any case. My resolution to the community is not to participate actually to pull myself out of this thing and go bunker style in my house for however longer we choose to stay here part of that is associated just with my emotion a homeless person died a couple of streets over in a car was dead there for a day or so till i guess the body got to a point where you know people called the police and they actually came after a period of time obviously Historically, these are the kind of things that I would be involved with with the local community. Historically, this is the kind of stuff that I would deal with. Not my problem. I'm really moving so far away. There are so many issues that I raised as a member of the board that were just flattened because they were political issues. Well, here's where it gets particularly curious. Because the local council member was going to do nothing, they became political issues, right? These are Democrats, ladies and gentlemen. Every aspect that people associate with the benefits of the Democratic Party no access to, no notion of social justice, nothing. The legalization of cannabis in California is a curious thing. We have, on our street, the same street with a gang house, literally a city block. It's an industrial city block, but still a city block down. There is the largest, and I don't know, the whole series of ists, cannabis grow facility, cannabis sale facility, everything. It is a bastion of the community. It is surrounded by literally junk cars, Occasional homeless people living in junk cars, half a block away from the cement plant, so just covered in cement dust. This is a business that is adding nothing to this community and has a very curious relationship with our local council member. So when the cannabis laws, you know, San Jose created illegalities within the cannabis laws to prop up these kind of businesses, and (laughs) again... (laughs) A number of folk on the board had concerns associated with the proliferation of this kind of stuff. But now none of them do anything. They don't care. They're not interested because the local council member is paid by these people to just do nothing. And in fact, when you contact him, associated with a level of concern that this business is there, doesn't actually contribute in any way to the community, just exists there as a, I don't know, a property space, you get this amazing, positive, flowing, gushing email. Back from the local council member, talking about how wonderful this whole thing is, and you realize very thinly that institutional corruption is just so completely pervasive. It's just like, ugh. Oh. So I'm getting this ah oh, out of my life, just not engaging, not participating, not putting any energy in anymore because it's just wasted energy. I put three years. It's supposed to. They were supposed to only be two years. mysteriously <laughs> it's, it's they carried on for an additional year. Three years into this thing. And all it caused me was stress and strife, and obviously a lot of comedic material came out of this thing. But yeah, my role now is minimal. Get through this election, deal with all this nonsense, see what comes out of it. If I'm here and whenever they choose to run the board elections again, if we have a different council member, if the fabric of this community organisation thing, which is just party, political, down the line, do nothing, nonsense... It's, it's a buffering point to do anything. If that thing changes, then maybe in the future, potentially, my energies might be worth spent there. But as it is now, wasted time, wasted energy, wasted everything. Can't be bothered. Gotta put energy back into yourself and the stuff that you, like, exist for. Like, get your mind out of this craziness, which is just completely and utterly dysfunctional and disproportionately anger causing. And that is the thing that I wanted to pass back in these long funk recordings because I know it frustrated a number of no longer short funk listeners. And I wanted to say that I actually came to this realisation as well. Took me a little bit longer. If the term limit was actually limited to two years, I probably would have made the same decision a year ago. Resigning is a very emotional thing. I didn't want any emotion. I was very careful associated with actually failing to continue to seek re-election. In fact, explicitly saying, sorry, I'm not seeking re-election I've got too much stuff going on with work, which honestly was the case. But also just so much emotional energy wasted with this nonsense. Complete and utter, unadulterated nonsense. Gotta move on. So, for anyone who might still be listening that listened to the Short Funks historically and were always concerned about this stuff, I do evolve. I do like certain procedures in order to evolve, but I do evolve at the end of the day. And this was one thing that I just had to evolve beyond. I had to get past this thing. I don't think it created, I mean, I was always concerned associated with this because I was always the other in these circumstances. Well, not necessarily always the other, but in most cases I was the other. And I was concerned that, well, certainly the perspective of racism is always there. The perspective that, which is curious because I'm like a legitimate, like, strange accent migrant, right? (laughs) So that is a curious thing in and of itself. And in particular, when you speak in an independent fashion, what I would consider an independent fashion against a Democratic candidate, people are like, well, clearly he's a Republican. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm." And none of that was ever... There was no chance to ever address any of that. Like, we never got to the level of actually having deep conversations. I, in a very couple of occasions, referenced, you know, historically, my father going and interviewing union leaders and things like that, because I wanted to make the point here that this wasn't a Republican-Democrat distinction. This was a feckless, corrupt Democrat and an independent distinction. That was what this thing was, in any case. Yeah. So I tried not to make any of this associated with any distinctions because obviously all this is drawn explicitly. And what was identified to be the case, particularly when the council member's person came and spoke, was that people had told this woman independently that I was some caricature, right? They didn't even talk to me. So much emotion. So much emotion, that just cathartically gone. So, yeah, I'm actually really enjoying my independence now. I'm enjoying just not having to interact, having this time and this energy back. But I wanted to record a long funk. I probably laboured this point a little bit too much, associated with what happened with me and the community. And what I hope in the future will be a situation where I am not in any way embodied by the... Feckless nature of our local representation. Tom Barbellay, liberated on a Saturday morning, signing out.